Hey, what's up, guys? This is JP from BNQ, and let me just say how excited I am that we're finally back recording again after a few months on hiatus, and that we are number one in the potable contest still to this very moment that I'm recording. Guys, if we win this, you have no idea what it would mean to us. So to keep things going, to give you guys more entertaining content, I actually have a surprise for you. You see, a lot has happened since we went on hiatus unexpectedly. A lot of stuff that we really wanted to cover in Season 2, but since Season 2 ended so abruptly for us, we were unable to miss some of the greatest moments of nerddom in 2017, not the least of which was the release of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Now, as you guys know, it is surprisingly uh, met with mixed reviews right now, and for those of you who have not seen it, spoiler alert, what you're about to hear is going to contain, well, spoilers. After we recorded our Season 3 premiere about which universe we would least want to live in, we all stayed on and talked for a while because it had been quite a while since any of us had talked to one another. So we were all excited to catch up, but we had been recording for a while, and one by one people started dropping off of our recording call. So it was just Ed and Colleen and myself that were left in the room, and we started talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. And wouldn't you know it, they both had very strong opposite opinions and once I learned about this I knew something special was going to take place so unbeknownst to them I scrambled as quick as I could and hit the record button just in time for Colleen to really start going. Guys this is about a 35 minute long discussion with spoilers again let me reiterate with spoilers so please if you haven't seen the movie don't listen to this but if you have Listen, because it doesn't get any more candid, raw, and honest than this. So raw, in fact, that you can probably still hear the computer sounds because it's going to be really hard to edit them out. Other than that, guys, enjoy, and thanks for listening. First of all, I have no idea what the fuck the point of the entire movie was. I, the entire time I watched it, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. They have too many different plot points. None of them seem to make sense. Who the fuck was Rose? Why was she there? I didn't care. Um, you know, and the whole thing on, you know, and the whole, and I really pissed me off how the director was trying to lead you in a direction and then he would like flip it at the last second. And he did it multiple times. I don't like being jerked around like that. I felt he did it just to like try to throw in twists versus telling an actual story. I cannot fucking believe they fucking killed off Luke in the dumbest, stupidest way possible. He was tired. He was fucking tired. He was tired. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What the hell? Oh, and Leia, look, Leia supermaning through space. Like, I, get, I get what they were trying to do, but it was awful. Okay, okay. The only scene I really just didn't like was the Leia scene. I think that that just... If she's going to use the Force, that's cool. I'm fine with that. She's Luke's twin sister. She has the Force. Duh. But... The way they did that was god awful. I personally love the, I personally loved the movie overall. The Canto Bite stuff did slow down the pacing, but there was a bit of a payoff in the end with the little boy who was there in the last oh, shot. Oh, don't of the even film. get me. I hate that part. That really? was so stupid. Okay, look, look at look. Why is that even there? I don't care about the kids. I was stupid, and none of the other Star Wars movies has ever had a fucking Marvel in scene like that. They always end the movie and then they go to the credits. They don't end the movie, pause, and throw in some stupid random scene and then go to credits. What the living crap was that about? Okay, now, 
straight heat the oven. Go check on the oh, Hold on a sec. What, what? <laughs> so um, okay, as far as the Luke bit goes. I don't even know why I'm listening. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, did Matt see it already? I assume he did. Yeah, he did, but he's going to go check on dinner. Um, he liked it. The the Luke scene, I actually like the way it ended. I, I am fine. When I can go into a movie and and not know how the entire plot is going to go before the film, like as The Force Awakens went, I was pretty much able to, to kind of gauge what was going to happen and how it was going to play out. Well, duh, there, because well, there, it was just A New Hope, the 2.0. Well, there, precisely. But, and that's a lot of movies these days. But... In the the Last Jedi, I wasn't able to predict a single thing that happened, and I like that as a moviegoer. If I go into an experience and am not able just to pick it apart in the first five minutes, I enjoy that. And as far as Luke's end went, I thought that it was an interesting way for him to go, and I thought it was kind of poetic how he went because he brought you know power. <laughs> She's like, nope, I've had enough of that. Um, <laughs> she brought. Uh, uh, he brought um, uh, hope back to the universe, and that was the scene with the kid. But his actual death, just remember, he was light years away, force projecting himself to another planet. Yeah. And he was able to basically troll Kylo Ren in the most fantastic way possible. And I understand the criticism, and I can see it from both sides of it, but I actually really, really love the movie, with the exception of that one scene. I liked it better than The Force Awakens. I also don't like how they completely unraveled all the other plot points that they introduced from The Force Awakens. I literally have no idea. I feel like, because I know they had a different director or whatever for this movie. Brian and I just Johnson, wonder, yeah. and I wonder, it really made me question if, when they decided to do the third trilogy, if they ever actually wrote out what they should do for this third arc. Because the second movie made me think, they're, they're just making shit up as they go along, and there's no cohesive storyline. Well, you know? let's, and let's be, let's I be, literally have no freaking fracking clue what the last movie is even going to be about. Um, I think what happened, and I, I this is all conjecture. The I think that Abrams had an idea of where it was going to go, and then he did his movie, and then Disney brought in Ryan Johnson, who was, uh, you know, I haven't seen his other work, but apparently he's a really, really good and visionary director. And he came in, and he just subverted everything. Like, who's Snoke? Well, it doesn't matter now. And, you don't get you know, to do that in the second movie. If you wanted to have your own vision, your own way of doing things, you need. that's when he needed to do the first movie to actually start it. He already had introduced characters and already had plot points that were continuing from the first one. And you don't just get to ax those because you don't understand it or you don't like it or you want to do something different. My, my worry about the film, as I said, I like the film. But like you said, I don't believe they have any fucking idea where they're going to end this trilogy. So when J.J. Abrams steps back into the, you know, into the role, I feel sorry for him because he well, has to. Yeah, you know what? Oh, tough. I'm so pissed off. You have no idea. I actually and like I was so mad at it to the point where I was like wondering if this was done deliberately to destroy Star Wars as a franchise. That's how upset I was. I. I I, there are like, there are there are things that I would critique and like why did Holdo get the the glorious death you know the eventful death taking out you know a large portion of the first order fleet 
why did Admiral Akbar, who is a franchise mainstay, gated to an off-screen death? I know, and and I didn't like her acting. I thought it was very stiff, and it was so and annoying. It, and then I have argued it doesn't make a lot of sense for her just to blindly not tell the bridge crew or Poe and his crew what the plan was uh, to get to uh, Crate and hide out there. Why did she have to keep him in the dark? That repel the rebellion subplot was a uh, it was just padding. It was padding. I didn't like it. And then apparently in the comic books, he's already been kind of humbled in that way about two or three times. So it's kind of redundant since it's all canonical now. But I haven't read those comics. So I just I didn't. It was just what the fuck. And I don't understand. So this movie takes place immediately after The Force Awakens. So why in the opening credits did it say that the First Order reigns supreme? I was so confused by that because, I, I mean, my first thought was actually, because I didn't know, obviously, that it started right away. I thought maybe it's been a little while, and I was, like, thinking, oh, well, good for them because I wasn't expecting that. I thought they have their asses handed to them um, after, you know. But it's but I'm like, if it's literally immediately after, then... Well, I, I, I get, get it. With, with, with Starkiller base being destroyed, I understand that. But at the same time, right before it was destroyed, they took out the entire uh, Republic. They so, took out a planet that which had was, a bunch of people on it. I get that, fine, whatever. But that was should should you know kick the other uh, planets into gear and like mobilize like fucking like quick, you know? You would think versus- so. And it, it is disheartening that like when Leia sent out the distress signal when they were on crate, nobody showed up besides Luke. Where the fuck is Lando? Oh my god! Thank you very much. When they went to the little gambling planet, I thought they were going to run into Lando. Quite frankly. I could see him doing that. Why not? I mean, hell, it's like that's 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 his bag, baby. But it's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, so I I don't I just the whole fucking thing. I was just like, why are we here and what are we doing? And I didn't get well, any of it. And I don't uh, know to, what they're doing. And be then fa- to kill off Snoke that way, I was just like, then why is he here? Why why what was the point of him? I don't get it. I think that they could spin it in such a way as to make kylo the main bad which is what they'll have to do now there was nobody else behind it and i liked what they did with kylo ren in this film and i was worried the first time i saw him on screen in the force awakens i thought he was going to be uh too 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 emo i guess or whatever but i think he actually had uh some interesting character moments where there was the teasing of him maybe joining the light side or a little bit of teasing of ray joining the dark side and even if you hated the movie the scene after they killed Snoke and fought the Praetorian Guard was phenomenal. And that was a, a really, really cool scene. And um, But then I think that the instances they showed, like at the beginning of the movie where he didn't fire on Leia's ship, where he held yeah. back, I was like, yeah. okay, he's still, nice. got a ch- he's still got a chance of uh, redemption. Redemption. But when they were on crate and he was ordering no survivors, everyone dies before Luke comes up, knowing Leia was there, I was like, okay, he's beyond redemption at this point. They, they, they can't do that. And as a Luke Skywalker fan, I am a huge Luke Skywalker fan. 
did they absolutely have to have him be the reason that Kylo just flipped the shit out and went to the dark side? Did Luke have to light up the damn lightsaber? Did it have to be a moment's indecision where he went and redeemed the unredeemable Darth Vader and then he questions his own nephew? I know, and he was willing to kill his nephew, which is pretty dark, actually. Yes, it was. And even if they explained it away, that it was a moment's, a fleeting thought... It's still Luke might say that, but he still went there. Like he went there, you know, with 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 not very good intentions. You know what I mean? Uh, For what he did, you know, reading reading, uh, you know, Ben's mind when he was asleep. I mean that that is that really blurs the line between like Jedi and Sith, right? Because he did that without his without um, you know without Ben's permission, which is a violation. When during all the promotional things and the lead up and the trailers to the film, I was a hundred percent certain that they were just going to go with gray Jedi. That that's what it was going to be. That it was going to be Luke saying that you know there are not two sides of the Force. There is just you know different ways of interpreting it. And using no, the Force it. simply is. It is not yeah. light. It is not dark. The Force simply. Yeah, and, the and force I simply is. And I thought that's where they were going to go with this, and that was another way that they subverted my expectations as a fan, and. That really pissed me off, though, because it's not it's not like saying, oh, I had this idea. My idea was wrong. But it's like that. It's its like trying to make sense out of all the crazy shit from episode one all the way through to episode nine. Right. And then mm-hmm. trying to have a deeper meaning and maybe like a new beginning or understanding or evolution of of the force and the Jedi slash the Sith or however you want to say that, you know, and it's just I don't know. It just really ticked me off. I just the I didn't I just I mean I liked the interactions between Ray and and Ben the whole time. I I really did enjoy that. There was um, there was genuine uh, chemistry between the two characters. Well, good good trying, or bad. They're, they're, they're both trying to find their way, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and everything. And I I don't know with with Snoke. I don't get him and why he had pointless guards, which I thought was a little stupid, but also funny because it reminded me of of the of the um, imperial. Yeah, it, oh my god! You know, I was like, they just stood there the whole time, um, you know. And anyway, I just why? Who was he? Why was he there? They still have those questions that I don't understand. Well, you know, you know this. I hope they don't do this, but just for the sake of argument, they could bring him back. Darth Maul came back from the exact same thing in the. Uh, in the Clone Wars show and in Rebels, so uh, which I completely disregard and pretend that it didn't happen because it doesn't make any sense about uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about space wizards, so he was cut in half. I'm not disagreeing I, with you. I mean, and I mean this literally. You don't walk back from that. Is this? <laughs> no, there's just. No, 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 no. I get that, like, I feel like people look at Darth Maul kind of like a Boba Fett character. Like, you only see him briefly, and yet people love him, and he's super badass, and people want to give him another chance. Just like in the books, how Boba Fett somehow managed to crawl out of the Sarlacc. Which but, I read that story, but yeah. You know, which, you know, it's just like, just let it go, people. Let it go. Well, and I agree. And in this movie, talking about, like, just let the past die, I wanted to reach my hands through and, like, choke the director. I was like, fuck you! The only reason why people are here to see this movie is because of the past. Because we love these movies, and you can go to hell. Let's be fair for a second. You and I, and, and Josh, we grew up with Star Wars. We hold the original trilogy so high you know, in, in our minds and, you know, and realistically, 
what the fuck were they going to do that was going to meet our expectations? By subverting them, but by subverting them, I think that that was also an effective way of continuing the story. Because if if Ray handed Luke the damn lightsaber, what the hell is he going to say that's going to live up to over thirty years of expectations? You know, I threw it over his. I liked that his reaction. I thought it was fucking perfect. Actually, I enjoyed that. You know, Uh, but I just I do not like what they did with this movie. And I don't like what they did because I just, I don't understand the point. I don't, that's my main problem is like, so when I watch a movie, I'm looking at character and plot development and I'm not seeing much of that in this movie. And I don't know. See, like when I watched, uh, so I, I did not, when I, when I first saw uh, the, the original trilogy, it was when they released it in 1997 in the theaters. And my mm-hmm. parents would not tell me like after uh, what what happened what what happened for the next movie. They're like, you're just gonna have to wait to watch it, which I love them for that. But so when I watched um, Empire, Empire Strikes Back, I not only was my mind completely blown, but there were like, and I had like a lot of questions about like what would happen and you know in Return of the Jedi. But I mean, there were things that I felt like it kind of ended, even though you had all these questions and it was an amazing film, you know, and a lot of stuff happened and it had all those surprises at the end you still felt like it ended on a definitive note where you could easily kind of pick up with the next one. And I do not feel that that happened. Any of that happened in this movie. The comparison between this film and empire, it's not like force awakens was to a new hope. That's, that's not even close, but all that the empire strikes back was, was the rebels get their asses handed to them and then they're fleeing for the rest of the film. And that's essentially what we got here. It's just different. And you didn't get the big what the fuck moment was revealing that Luke, uh, you know, was the one that was going to kill uh, uh, Ben or he had a moment's hesitation. And then or Ray's parentage. I mean, that didn't piss me off at all. Did that piss you off? I mean, that's it's not I even, didn't care. It's I've not never even... cared about about who she is or who she isn't. I've never, although the whole like the mirror scene was weird. I think, and I, I've looked. I might have looked too far into this, you know, just analyzing it. When uh, she was sitting there, and then the the mirrors, and then it came back to just her. I, I took that to mean that after you know, after watching the whole movie, that it didn't matter where she came from. It's just that who she is is what's important. And and I think that they also kind of addressed uh, through the course of the second, this most recent movie, that uh, she's not really a Mary Sue character. Uh, Kylo Ren's training hadn't been complete. And also he was very, very much weakened from a blaster bolt from uh, uh, you know Chewie's crossbow, which we've seen through the course of The Force Awakens flipping people over on impact just from the impact of the fucking blast. Okay, that I can buy that. She's untrained. She just she's abnormally strong in the force and she's already proven herself to be a scavenger and a survivor on Jakku and she's proficient with a bow staff. So I can buy that she could take on and survive an encounter with Kylo Ren. Okay. The t- oh, that that uh, yeah. Well, also, you think about you know uh, you know Ben's state of mind at that time. Like he was all over the place. He just killed his dad. You yeah. know, he just he wasn't in control of himself. Now, if he no. had managed to to rein in his his emotions and really be focused, I think he would have easily like cut, cut both both he him. Uh, yeah, he would have just tore right through him. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah, I just, um, I was just very, here's the thing. I came into this movie and I didn't know what I was going to see. I purposely stayed away. You know, I mean, I watched the trailers, but I stayed away from like any rumors and I never, you know, and I, and I, and then the years in between, I never like read any like theories or anything. I purposely stayed away from all of that because I didn't want to necessarily have like, oh, yeah, expectations they are going to do X and then be upset if that didn't occur. I was honestly genuinely hoping they would do something different you know, from like kind of have their own storyline, own plot line kind of thing. So it's not just a repeat of Empire. Right. Um, I mean, but I was just, I was, I didn't, I don't know what the point of this movie was. I didn't see that there was a cohesive plot going on. It was just kind of all over the place. It lagged in times. What the hell was that ending about with the little kid? Because, because it felt so out of place with the way that we normally have Star Wars films have ended before. And it was just another jarring experience. I really didn't like how the director was purposely jerking us around. I don't like that. I'm like, write a story and tell your story. Just fucking tell the story. And I really was not happy with the way that Luke died. I don't mind necessarily that characters die because I understand you need to do that. You know, it's it's what needs to happen. Like in the Rogue One, I was fine with all those characters dying because that's what had to happen. You know, well, and that also, made also sense you didn't, for that storyline. Also, you didn't get multiple movies and hours and hours to connect with those characters. And the only reason well, I had, and I, I made this comment back when we recorded about Rogue One. The only reason I had an investment with Galen and Jenner, so and you know to a lesser extent Saw Gerrera, is because I'd read Catalyst, mm. which was a a a book tie-in that I should not be required, and I guess I'm not required to read it. But in, in any kind of, especially those war movies like that, you don't get a lot of time to connect with the characters because so many of them are dispensable. But I even made the point then. Do you remember what the fucking Imperial Trader guy, the one that was their pilot, what his name was? Because I had to look Bodie. it up. Bodie. I had to freaking look it up before the podcast because he just didn't stand out in my mind. It mm -hmm. was, you know. Anyway, yeah. I, I got off I mean, topic. No, I mean, so, but I mean, I, I can, I, I'm okay with, I just, but I didn't understand Luke's death or the point of it. And I also didn't understand, and, and because... And I also am confused or have questions about what they're going to do with Carrie Fisher's character, with Leia, because um, I know that she had already finished filming by the time, you know, but the movie was still, was it hadn't gone through post-production yet. So I was actually surprised that they didn't, uh, knowing that she's dead, you know, didn't, you know, kill off her character and in that plot line and then start fresh with the new one. But they let her, like, run off on the Millennium Falcon, which I was really surprised. I um, honestly thought that that was a reshoot where she got exposed you know, where she got knocked into space. I thought, okay, they reshot it. They're going to have Carrie die here. That's why she's not going to be in episode nine. Mm -hmm. I thought that until she force pulled herself back into the damn ship. I know they could have, they, I mean, anyway, I, uh, for me, like I didn't ever, I didn't feel like they needed to actually demonstrate that she was strong in the force because but I always, didn't I, have to. I always, I always accepted that. For me, it was never a question. You know, well, she, but like they they showed signs of it in Empire Strikes Back, where they were leaving Cloud City, and Luke mm -hmm. was able to telepathically communicate with her. I think the question people have always had is like, is she a stronger to brother? But that's never been a question for me. It's always been, of course, she is. Uh, you well, know, she just, men she just mentally, she, she's way more stable. She, she just you know chose a different path, right? She didn't become a Jedi, um, but. Yeah, and then, I mean, they did have a lot of nods to, uh, I mean, you think about it, Luke's death was very much like Obi-Wan's, 
And, right. I, and I was talking to my brother before I saw the movie. He hadn't seen it yet either. And I told him the one thing I didn't want to have happen was to have Luke pull an Obi-Wan. And when that's what happened, I got really mad because I mean, that's, 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 you think about it, right? So Obi-Wan died. He sacrificed himself so that, you know, Luke and Leia and the others could run off in the Millennium Falcon. So you have like the future of the Jedi Order, and then you also have the, you know, big part of the rebellion to survive, right? So that's why he sacrificed himself for that purpose, and that's exactly what Luke did too. Let me let me ask you: if he had pulled the stunt, force projected himself there, held off Kylo Ren, allowed them to escape, and had lived, would you have liked the movie better? No. Okay. I still didn't like the movie. That wasn't like the one thing for me that made me not like no. it. I was already not happy by that point. But with, I didn't like how it just like. Ugh. I mean, for him to do all of that and then just to disappear into the force, I was just like, oh, lamest death ever. Well, and to be fair, there's a history of not just Obi Wan doing it. That's how Yoda finally died too. And what? Uh, oh no, I don't care about the disappearing part. I just meant like it. Just for me, it just for him to just. Like, just be like, oh, I'm, I'm physically exhausted. I'm just going to let myself join the force now. I was like, are you kidding me, Luke? And I was so mad at him. I felt like he was giving up. You know what I mean? For, for you know, and, it, and it pissed me off. <laughs> so I was like, damn you, Luke. Like, we, you know, oh, because he, he, you know, he, he ran away to that planet, you know, and, and hid himself and just like, I'm like, Luke, stop Stop! Just, just somebody needs to slap him and like well, okay, stop again, the stupid self flagellation crap. Okay, Obi Wan and Yo Obi Wan and Yoda did the same fucking thing. All right, it's not just oh, Luke. I I know that, but it's uh, but Luke knows that too, and it pissed me off that he just sat there because he gave up. And Luke is not somebody who just gives up, and that's why I was not happy with him. God damn it, Luke! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh is recording. <laughs> When you get two people who can discuss Star Wars and they're on op opposing sides of it, you know. <laughs> I just feel like when we actually do this for the show, I just, I, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Because I want to, I would be interested oh, no. what. Matt's going to be very standoffish about it. You know he is. Uh-huh. It'll be interesting to see what Josh thinks of it. Ah, but I was, I was, I was not happy. In fact, um, when I, when I saw it, I saw it with my I don't, dad. I, I don't and, care if you save the audio, Josh. And my dad asked me after the, what? Do you mind if he saves the audio of this? You, you, no, you go for it. I don't care. Um, but yeah, my my dad asked me. He's like, "What I thought," and I was silent. And I told him, I said, "I I, I said I'm not happy." And then I didn't talk for like 15 minutes after that. I was so mad. <sighs> I had I had a good screening. Like, okay, were most of the people you watched it with? Because you, I'm sure you were in a crowded theater, probably on opening night or opening oh, weekend. It, uh, it was opening weekend. Yeah, not opening night, but opening weekend. Okay, was the general crowd reaction positive or negative from what you picked up on? It was silent with a smattering of a pause. Okay, I had a very different experience. Again, you will if it's opening night for a major franchise. But the audience was engaged. Uh, there was applause several times through the film, including at the end of the film. So, yes, they had seen Luke uh, have his ending. And... Uh, I think that, you know, as far as the one scene that really did just silence the entire crowd 
was Holdo going light speed battering ram. And even if I don't necessarily agree with her character being the one to do it, not that I have a problem with her character, I just think Akbar deserved a better ending than what he got. Mm. Uh, it was a really, really, really awesome visual. Just seeing that. I agree. That was. That was pretty badass. I I will admit that. Yeah. Sure. And I, I really am sick of hearing people online, uh, ignorant people, uh, saying that Disney is just trying to force, and, and they probably are to a degree, but trying to force, uh, you know, uh, diversity and, and gender equality and all that stuff. And I'm fine with uh, strong female characters. I mean, hell, there's been a president in this own franchise with Carrie Fisher. And uh, I just, as a fan, I do feel a little bit slighted. Like I've said a couple times about, you know, Akbar not getting a better ending as opposed to a character I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, no, I, I, hold on, my phone's doing something weird. Like, um, I would have liked it more if they had kept Holdo around and had her be a prominent leader, like post Leia, because we know Leia's not going to be there, and, mm -hmm. uh, and had Akbar have the glorious death. Yeah, no, I, I, or, or whatever. I just have that focus on the characters that people are already familiar with and already been established. So we don't have to add somebody else. We have to like figure out who are you again? What's your place in all of this? Uh, and, and you just know. From, okay, and just from a filmmaking perspective, I do to a degree understand why they do some of the things they do. Like, I don't like it, but maybe the reason they were deciding, even before The Force Awakens was re released, to kill off the main characters because they might get into a heavy production with, you know, major plots planned out for all of the old characters and God forbid something unforeseen happens and they pass away because Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher at the time and Mark Hamill are not young people anymore. Well, I mean, again, I'm not against characters dying, you know, I, I know, I just... but they, I, I, Disney was in a hard position regarding the, the the original characters, I think. I'm not saying I, they handled them great, and I'm not saying they handled all of them bad. Where's, where's Wedge Antilles, for the record? I mean... Wedge, I know, right? But, um... I just, I just, again, I'm like, it just makes me question, like, did they even have a plan at all for this third trilogy? I don't know. Um, I, I kind of, I, honestly, it, it, it kind of bothers me if it, if if, it didn't. I think that Abrams definitely had a plan. And then I think Kathleen Kennedy let Ryan Johnson do whatever the hell he wanted to do, and he did it. I like the movie, but I think it fucked him for the third. I will be I will be surprised if they can make a cohesive, uh, enjoyable uh, ending out of this, uh, honestly. Because it, I don't know how they'll follow this up and, and be satisfactory. Yeah, I mean, I don't get what they said, like, oh, the Rebellion is reborn. I'm like, for me, I'm like, the Rebellion never go away. But I'm also like, but how do we, that's that's a, that's a huge, the whole, if you're talking about the same kind of, like, you know, uh, story arc or, you know, continuation of, like, this Rebellion story. And I'm like, oh, my God, that took us three movies to get through the first time. And now we've got one to start and finish that. Oh, and that's just one plot point, right? That doesn't include, like, what's going on with, like, Ben and... Ray and Jedi. Okay. I don't know. As a hardcore fan, are you pissed off to such a degree that you won't go see episode nine? Oh, you know, I, actually, I don't know. I'm, it's because it's, here's the thing, right? I mean, 
2000, I mean, it's, it's just a few months after the movie came out and then we were looking at, a, you know, at least another, what, you know, year and a half to years before. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's I th- well, didn't they say it would be 2019 that it would be the final or am I, I mistaken? No the, I well, no with idea. their productions, production schedule as it is, I would think it would be December, 2019, but it, either way. So, yeah, so we're looking at at least, like, like I said, like another, it's like two years between each, each movie. So, I mean, I honestly say, okay, yeah, I will go see it. But I, I, when I, when I, um, when I got out of the theater, there were, there were a few days I was trying to process everything that I saw and I was like really doubtful I was, if I was even going to see it. But I was like, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm eight movies into this. <laughs> I feel like I have to, I mean, come on, let's be honest. I went and saw, I still saw episode three after Attack of the Clones. I really, <laughs> I, I still stand by this. I really enjoyed episode three. I even liked part of episode two and parts of episode one. And regardless of the like or dislike, they've given us a wealth of memes online that just more mm-hmm. than justify everything that happened in those movies. But um, I, I'll be there whatever day episode nine releases. Uh I if they put, if they put out opening a, day, but I mean, you know, maybe that first week or two, but that's t- pretty typical for me with new movies. I usually don't see it opening day. If it's something big like this to me, I'll be there. Like whenever Fantastic Beast two comes out, I'll be there opening night. Um, probably opening night for Avengers. Uh, what are we up to? Three uh, Avengers three. <laughs> right. Well. Well, for the major things, uh, like. Uh, like uh, Meg wanted to go see what was that Matt Damon one downsizing. She wanted to see downsizing, so we went like over Christmas sometime, and it was not opening weekend. Um, it, it wasn't a terrible movie, but anyway. Um, I think I've I've really ever gone to see anything on opening night, and for me, it's just because I don't like the crowds of people. You know, I'm like. Meh. So usually I'll wait and then I'll actually wait for some of the reviews to come out too, to see like how badly do I want to spend, you know, like, you know, that's, oh, that's 15 another bucks th- on a movie. That's another thing we didn't discuss. The sheer contrast on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that's the end all beat all for all mm. things movies. Critics versus audience. Yeah. Yeah. Because as a DC fanboy, I love the DC movies. The, it's like the opposite end of the spectrum where the critics mm-hmm. hate it and most fans like it. Mm-hmm. But for Star Wars, all the it critics flipped. really liked it. And the uh, last time I checked, I think it was at a 50% audience approval. Yeah, it was It was like a 92, I think, percent rating for the critics and like 50-some like percent for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is just like, I think it's like with our conversation here, either you liked it or you hated it. It really, I haven't heard anybody who really yet who was middle ground. My brother saw it and he was kind of meh about it, but he, he was just like, he's not as invested as in this universe as I am. And he came out of it. He was just like, he's like, yeah, there are parts of it. I don't think that they needed. And he was like, you know, and I don't think it was that great of a movie. He's like, but I'll still see the next one. I will, um, I will say this and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not casting casting any judgments because you make a lot of valid points, and I agree with a lot of your points. You're the first Star Wars fan that I know personally that has hated the film. Hmm. Josh, did you hate it? Okay. Uh, you did remain oddly quiet during all this. I was like, are you going to have some opinions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, big brother. I, um, yeah. 
Mr. President, are, are you listening? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> With your baby hands. Who, who's gonna be who's gonna be hearing this, by the way? I, I I don't mind, but you'll have to edit some of it or you'll have to censor some of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could you could probably get, let Josh hear this after Monday. I think he'd get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, and see see what he has to say about that. Yeah, yeah. I did. So. I, I thought it was poignant when Luke died, and then it showed that he personally brought the hope back to the galaxy where you didn't like the little kid. The little kid was playing with oh. a little Luke Skywalker toy. I thought that was good. I thought that that was that was poignant. Oh, wow. My only problem with that scene is I, is that I don't understand why it was there. Just because it felt, it just broke the flow. It disrupted the flow of the movie. No other Star Wars movie has ever but, had like a sudden scene like that at the end. And I just, for the sake of continuity uh, from like all the, and then like consistency across all of the films, I just did not like it being there. But Rogue One felt so much different than every Star Wars movie before it too. But Rogue One is not part of the Star Wars, you know, like the the trilogy cycle. I look at it as being right. outside of that. Oh, and that's that's fair. So I mean, I would just say that like I completely understand that you know that the people liked the movie. You know, it's interesting how some people liked it for the same reasons that other people disliked it. Uh, for me. I, I want to see it again now that I've had time to like process it, and maybe this time I'll be able to you know look at it from a different point of view. Uh, it's just it was definitely not what I was expecting. Um, I was not satisfied with by the movie at all. Uh, but I mean, I will still go see episode nine. Absolutely. There you go. there you go, Josh. That's a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoy I always enjoy a good Star Wars conversation with Colleen. Thank you. Yeah, no, yes, it's been it's been lots of fun. Yeah, and we, we don't get at each other's throat like some people online. No, not at all. And there you have it. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Colleen. And thank you to all of the listeners out there. And, and I, I hope this serves as some reinforcement for, for anyone who ever wanted to know just how genuine of a podcast this really is. I mean, this this is really us out there on the internet just talking about the things that we love to talk about just for you and anything that that I can do to help present that to a wider audience I am always going to take the opportunity to do that and I, we, we could not be who we are without you the listeners supporting us along the way so I really hope that we can keep this going I really hope that we can continue making your days better making your weeks better I really hope that we can continue to keep you guys thinking because uh this has been an amazing ride for myself as well as everyone else here at B&Q. I think I can safely say that. For Ed and Colleen, who were unwittingly involved in this quick little podcast, thank you. And this is JP saying, that's the way it is.